Welcome. Today is Monday, January 7th. We are back. New year, better Matt Muse. We introduce our featured guest, talk lopsided scoring, break down our favorite pizzas, update you on the Sierra Nevada Resilience IPA movement, Sandman blimps, and dive into a changing table controversy. Let's go. This is the Matt and Muse Show with Matt Hunsler and Adam Musinski. All right. We're hey, everybody. Back. Feels good, man. Feels it does. Good. Happy holidays, all that jazz and whatever. <laughs> I'm done all with it. All that jazz. It's 2019. What have you been up to? We've had um, some time off. Well, been to a Red Wings game. Went to New Year's Eve for my wife's birthday. Nice. They sucked. Actually, the first period was really good. They scored three, three goals in the first period. Cool. Lost four to three in a shootout, which is embarrassing. But at least I get to see three-on-three uh, three hockey and a shootout, which is kind of cool. I've never that seen a cool. shootout live in the NHL. And uh, just lots and lots of family and Christmas stuff, man. Cool, cool, cool. cool. How about you? Oh, newborn. Life with a newborn and a toddler. That's, I, that's, that's all we've been doing. It. I mean, that's so. time you didn't get I mean, nothing else. You don't need else. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, so Matt and I both made New Year's resolutions to be better Matt Muse hosts. So I got to say before we move on, um, I agree with that. Okay, absolutely. But I am very anti New Year's resolution because I never stay true to myself. Oh yeah. But continue, please. Okay. I implore you. No. Um. So we just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't make one. That I'm, I'm a realist. I, I know I'm going to screw I, up. I wrote that just to write something. <laughs> We can't get better than the best, so... Oh, man. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> right. Uh, so we asked around, uh, Matt and Melanie, not this Matt, different Matt, um, kind of responded, spending less money, um, working out, a lot of those typical responses. So we'll check in in six months and see how everyone's doing, slash we won't. I worked out tonight. Can you tell? You look so more less fat than you did this morning. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to do something new uh, in the new year. Is every couple episodes we're going to bring in a guest. Um, so today's guest has been on our show a couple times, um, but uh, Charlie Rutz, welcome. Thanks, guys. How's it going? Absolutely wonderful. Great, brother. Uh, we talked yesterday. I want to give you a couple minutes to lead off your segment with whatever you'd like. Okay. So, uh, since last time I was on the show, Matt, you were not there. You were on some hiatus playing ball somewhere or doing something. So, Adam said I could talk about any topic I wanted. And the topic of choice for me, since you're on the show, is the recent comments by LeBron James saying he's the greatest of all time because (laughs) he went back to Cleveland and won that victory. So, I don't know if you heard the Scottie Pippen response to that or if you've heard even what his comments were. But I was curious on your take on that, and I want to give you my two cents after I uh, hear your wrong opinion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, I did not warn him about this completely blindsided. So 
this is, uh, I think you're going to be mad at me because I don't think I'm going to say the things you want me to say. I hate not being able to hate LeBron James. I agree with pretty much everything he said. <laughs> and I know you're looking for more controversy here, <laughs> I'm guessing at least. You you just ruined our plan. I, well, well, I know, but I mean, he's not wrong. But I hate him. So, I mean, it, interestingly but, enough, I don't think that victory makes him the greatest of all time. Um, so kind of taking the opposite sides as we expected to take, that that win puts him in the conversation, but I definitely don't think it makes him the greatest of all time. No, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's the greatest of all time, but... I, I can't disagree with what he's saying. I mean, I'm not going to go win a championship or build a school. So, Charlie, just to get this straight, you're saying he is not the greatest of all time, correct? As of now. I I would still put him number two or three all time Okay. Uh, behind Jordan. And then I I have a problem putting him above Magic because of a shortened career. True. Okay. Uh, I get that. I was hoping this would be more of a... I know. (laughs) You got to warn me about these type of things. You got to say, hey, he's going to bring up LeBron, and I could have... Well, that was our chance to blindside you and throw you in a tizzy. (laughs) But for for the once in my entire life, I agree with LeBron James a little bit. I mean, in fairness, people always talk about greatest of all time for basketball, and I always say the same thing, which is, Everybody wants to talk about their Mount Rushmore and have four guys. I always pick one of each position. So, is he the best three of all time? I would argue yes. I have to do some more research. Who else would you put in there with the argument, Charlie? Uh, a lot of people say Bird. Um, I do not agree with that. I have LeBron as the best three of all time. Yeah. Um, He's a three more- that can play the one, two, three, or four, and just his physical specimen and his durability. I mean, this is the first time he missed games due to an injury since I think ever. Which is funny that he didn't he show up to his last game and drank a glass of red wine. Yeah. Good for him, Potts. <laughs> He's a huge red wine fan. He is. He would be. He can afford it. Well, I buy all the, the red wine. I buy the red blends. <laughs> They got the leftovers of the barrels, I assume. I don't know. I can't make wine. <laughs> Anything that's under nine ninety nine. Absolutely. <laughs> Two for five. <laughs> Meyer specials. I can find you a five dollar bottle of wine that tastes like a six dollar bottle of wine. I can buy a five dollar <laughs> bottle of wine and tell you it's a twenty dollar bottle of wine. You can't even tell the difference. You I are. certainly wouldn't be able to. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> All right. You ready to get down with some questions? Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. All right, so we just brought you on. If you had to pick an intro song to this interview to your life, what would it be? Um, man, you made it sound so so dramatic with the intro <laughs> to my life. Um, so I'm going to reference a movie here that I'm almost positive you both have seen. Uh, the Hangover. When they're driving into <laughs> Vegas on the freeway. Kanye West can't tell me nothing is on, and I can't get that like scene out of my head. So I would go with "Can't Tell Me Nothing" by Kanye West. Awesome! It'd, it'd be funny because he'd be driving into Vegas and he'd hit my car 
because okay okay <laughs> he well, did that you, what is young 16 year old charlie with your license for four hours <laughs> i think four hours might be a bit generous <laughs> so i'm i've never heard this story before yeah. what i'm gathering is you just got your license and you decided to hit adam's car yep that, that uh, accurate yes okay <laughs> exactly like serious damage or almost totally i I would have told his car. Um, my car had a significant amount of damage, but fixable. <laughs> Nobody hurt. Was it parked? No, I was driving uh, on the right lane, and he came over, like sideswipe slash pushed me up onto someone's lawn. And you're still friends with him? Yeah, love the dude. I guess. I guess it's worth noting that I was driving a minivan at the time. <laughs> ah, tons of blind spots. I understand. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie. What's the last show you yes, binge-watched? So I just finished binge-watching about a week or two ago, The Office. Um, I'd seen an episode here or there, but never watched beginning to end, so I Whoa. finished watching The Office about two weeks ago. Are you serious? I'm serious. Next on the deck is Game of Thrones. I have yeah. a season and a half or so to go before April. What was the last show you binge-watched, Matt? Um... Letter Kenny. Is this got Hulu? Yeah. Letter Kenny is a funny show. A bunch of Canadians. Nice. You know what's a good Canadian show is uh Red Schitt's Green Creek. Show? Oh. Shit's Creek. We have that too. Um I've been binge watched the Kaminsky Theory or Method. Kaminsky Method on Netflix. It's really good. Check I'm it out. I'm gonna continue watching Letter Kenny. I had to say something though. I'm not a not a huge office fan. You're not? Oh. I'm not a huge office fan. Oh. You're you're dead to me. It's just, okay, so I mean, like, every once in a while, there's a really funny episode, but you have to wade through all the crap episodes. The parkour, funny one. the parkour episode opening is one of the greatest scenes of all time. Absolutely. I agree. The opening scenes are what make The Office. Yes. Uh, the one where Jim impersonates Dwight is a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> I like the episode when What's-His-Nuts makes his famous chili. And he's oh, yeah, on Kevin. the floor of the office. <laughs> and he scoops it back into the pot as he's like wallowing around in chili. That's funny. But when they do their little office antics and it's really I don't like okay, so I don't like shows where they like stare at the camera. It drives me. That's nuts. what makes that show funny though. But I, I understand I understand. Whatever. I know I'm in the minority of this. Alright. Yeah. Okay. So you binge watch the office. What was what is the best room in your house to do so? So this one was tough for me because I have two rooms that I really like. Uh, I have a, a room that's like a living room with a fireplace in it. However, oh. I have never once made a fire in said fireplace. So <laughs> but for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to go with my bedroom, which is kind of like a master suite, nice. uh, like loft kind of bedroom. Money. So I got you know, my TV, my fridge, I got a bathroom, a big closet. So we went camping this summer, and I don't trust you to make a fire, so stay out of there. <laughs> uh, if I recall, my fire was the only reason you ate dinner the last day. <laughs> yeah, it's because I was gallivanting downtown Petoskey drinking beer. Looking True. at Adam, I don't think you would have starved. <laughs> Thanks. Charlie, if you can go yes, anywhere sir. in the world, what would your dream vacation be? I feel like this is the dating game. <laughs> right. Bachelor number I two. I feel like it is two. I don't know how I'm doing yet. Um, 
my dream vacation, uh, I do want to go to Europe. And actually, specifically, I want to go running with the bulls in Pamplona. Oh, that's a good way to die. I mean, I don't think I'll die. Well, I really don't. There's been a, a million the people that have run with the bulls, most of whom are still alive. <laughs> Very true. I had a uh, good friend of mine in high school. His great-great-uncle was once scored by a bull. He died. <laughs> End of story. Good story. <laughs> So, so he's the one percent. Yeah, but this time it's not good. Me and the one percent. True. I'll take my chances. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Would you ever want the really cool outfits for your white shirt, white a pants, matador? And red bandana? No, not a matador. They're dressed all like flamboyant. The bull runners are very agilely dressed. That's not the right. I feel adaptive. like a, I feel like I'm better off wearing a suit of armor. <laughs> good point. Try running the suit of armor, though. I mean, I have a hard time running as it is. <laughs> I think you and I could be good friends. <laughs> nah, you don't like The Office, so we're in trouble there. <laughs> right. But I do like Game of Thrones. Fair. Okay. Except for all the... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Keep this family-friendly. Right. Um, we're all big boys here. We all like our food. What are your ideal pizza toppings? Uh, mine's easy. Uh, if it's a meat at a deli, put it on my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> my kind of guy. My kind of guy. <laughs> Pepperoni, sausage, ham, bacon, Italian sausage, ground beef. I don't care. I want it on my pizza. What is your take on pineapple? Uh, I don't like pineapple apart from pizza, so certainly don't put it on my pizza. My man. If you put pineapple on pizza, we cannot be friends. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I guess Matt puts pineapple on pizza. <laughs> I, have a, I have a reasoning for it. I'll explain it later in the episode. Okay. It's very near and dear to my heart. All right. Big question here. If you were to have a beer with any one person, dead or alive, what would you drink? Who would it be with? Uh, so, I want one piece of clarification, if I could. Yes. If I choose somebody who's passed away... Am I drinking with them looking back on their life or, like, them in their prime? Oh, God. Uh, it affects however, my answer significantly. However you want to interpret it. Okay. So or, or I will drink a, a yingling. as a zombie. <laughs> to go ahead. I will, drink a, I will drink a yingling with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to explain. Okay. You have to explain. Uh, and I want it to be looking back on his his life and i want to ask him some questions i'm curious about a lot of things and a I lot of things went are. left unanswered when he <laughs> killed himself and i'm curious and he believe it or not a lot of people don't know this but he was in the conversation for a nobel prize in 1938 for finances because he took germany out of recession out of world war one so he's not a dumb guy he led an entire nation with a microphone so i'm curious what he has to say that's a hell of an answer. Fair point. Hell of an answer. I mean, if you want to get answers on one of the biggest tragedies ever, why not? One of the biggest what ever? Tragedies. Oh, I thought you said strategies. <laughs> I, I mean, mean it, I guess. I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> depends how you look at it, I suppose. Right. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. Anything else, Charlie? I don't believe so, guys. What uh, 
I know my Yingling answer probably got some laughs, but I'm <laughs> headed to Virginia in a couple weeks, and they sell Yingling, and I'm coming back with some. So there it's go. on my mind. Had a boy. Stock up while I can. It's not sold in Michigan yet. I know. <laughs> cool. All right, brother. Appreciate having you on. Uh, we'll be in touch soon. Definitely. Happy New Year, guys. You Happy too, New bro. Year. All right. It's a heck of an answer. <laughs> I like it, though. It gets you to think. Okay. So, the other day we shared on... Oh, man. I got, like, a toothpick in my sock. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bugging me. All right. So, <laughs> I'm waiting for it to get played on this video right now. I can't wait. There it is right there. <laughs> ah, it really bugs me. All right. So... The other day on Facebook and uh, all our social media platforms, actually, we shared a football game that happened a very, very, like very nineteen seventeen or something. Nineteen seventeen, we'll go with that. Um, so it was between Georgia Tech and Cumberland University. Nineteen sixteen. Nineteen sixteen. You were close. Uh, the final score of this game was two hundred and twenty-two to zero. It was the highest scoring football game ever. It was the largest point differential ever in a football game. And it's pretty terrible when you look at it. But I did a little research on this game. So the reason this happened is the um, president of the University of Cumberland decided he didn't have enough money or the school didn't have enough money to support athletic programs anymore. And he went and canceled all the football games and for whatever reason forgot to cancel the game against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech wouldn't let them back out of the game and forced them to play the game or pay X amount of dollars in a fine to the university. Okay. So Cumberland was forced to just throw together a football team. So it was a bunch of fraternity brothers that went out and played a football game. Uh-huh. It was the baseball season the year before, excuse me, the previous baseball season, um, Cumberland beat Georgia Tech 22 to nothing. Apparently kept running up the score. So when Cumberland and I guess their ragtag football team came and played Georgia Tech, I believe they played in Atlanta, Joe Heisman, or not Joe, Heisman. Um, Heisman. Heisman. Is the first name Joe? Yeah, John. John. John Heisman. Thank you. John Heisman, the guy who the Heisman Trophies modeled after, was the coach for Georgia Tech. And he decided to run up the score 222-0 to zero to pay retribution to what Cumberland did to them in baseball the season hmm. before. So that's an interesting thing to know as we come into this very exciting night of college football where the illustrious Clemson Tigers are playing the annoying Alabama Crimson Tide. I got to say, anybody out there that says roll tide, roll off your couch and bump your head in your coffee table because I hate Alabama and I want Nick Saban to lose. I want them to lose because Nick Saban screws something up. Right now, things are looking good. And by the time this episode goes live, I'm going to be really happy or really sad. So all you Facebookies out there, get with me. Get on my level. All right. On to some more important <laughs> things of business here. Uh, as we started doing last year, we're going to continue this year, is doing our featured top six of the week, basically. So 
We pick a random topic and we give you our top six because six is better than five and not as many as ten. So, uh, hell of an answer. <laughs> right, right. Uh, this week we are doing pizzas. Um, pizza. We love pizza, which we'll hear about your pineapple thing, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> yep. Not by pizzeria, not by, I guess you could say by style. Um, yeah, so. Pizzas, Adam. Pizzas. It's pizza toppings, whatever you like, however you like your pizza. It's pizzas. No, my number six pizza is? What is your number pizza. six pizza? Hawaiian pizza. Ye- With pineapple. Okay. One. Uh-huh. I can mm-hmm. never talk to you outside of the show ever again. Mm-hmm. And two, yep. go to hell. How about you just don't eat my pizza, Adam? I won't. Pineapple on pizza is disgusting okay. and is okay. a sin okay. Okay. to all okay. pizza eaters. Let's think about this rationally here. Okay. Think so, think pizza. Think. Nope. 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 Is a very savory food. Lots of really rich, earthy flavors, herbs and spices, tomatoes, a little bit of acidity in that. So in a Hawaiian pizza and lots of other pizzas, you use really heavily salted meats like your bacons, your hams, your prosciutto. Um, and the saltiness of those meats need to be counteracted somehow. The tomato is not enough to do it all the time. So that's just sort of adding a bit of acidity to the saltiness and sweetness of the meats. What you need is high acidity and a high sugar content to sort of balance it and counter it. And so it's sweet and savory. It's sweet and salty. It's 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 the best combination ever. It's why oil and vinegar is a thing because you need the 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 contrast and the the mix, the melding of the flavors, and it makes for a better pizza. You know what your taste buds do every time you eat a Hawaiian pizza? They die because they're like, "Wow, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't deserve my taste bud." Presence. You know what? I've been rational here, right? Hawaiian pizza is <laughs> damn delicious. Okay. <laughs> And if you don't like Hawaiian pizza, if you don't like pineapple on your pizza, you can just just knock it off, okay? <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> Number six, pepperoni. Nothing wrong with a good pepperoni pizza. I like a good solid pepperoni, deep dish, thin crust. Doesn't matter. Just working in the yard, you want a pizza real quick, just go get hot and ready. The last pepperoni thing I pizza. want when I'm working in the yard is a pizza. <laughs> when you're hungry, you're not going to eat a pizza? No, I'll eat a piece of pineapple. You're an idiot. <laughs> See, this is why you're dumb and I'm smart. Point proven. Number five. Meat lovers. But not ham and bacon. Ham or bacon. So sausage. Have, you got to have sausage. I mean, that's pepperoni. a good Sausage, pepperoni. Ham or bacon. Ham or bacon. You can even throw on some ground beef on there. That's okay. But you can't have ham and bacon. It's taken away from each other. And if you're going to have bacon... Make like the small bacon crumbles. We're gonna have ham, not the little diced ham. You gotta have like pieces of ham, like pepperoni sized pieces of ham. You know? All your friends like pineapple on pizza, and I can't get over this. You're, you're all wrong. You're all wrong. Uh, number five, I put mac and cheese pizza. You could put bacon on I've it. I had that. Uh, we make it here at the house. Uh, Mel doesn't eat meat, so. We just do mac and cheese, and it's freaking fantastic. Um, yeah, mac and cheese pizza. Last night. Total carb load. Total oh, carb load. I mean, you don't need pizza for the health benefits. Last night, I uh, made some mac and cheese, and I didn't realize that Shayna left the oven on Uh-oh. when she went and took care of Olivia after I got done taking care of Olivia. And the noodles just basically 
cooked to the bottom of the pan and oh. all the water evaporated. I still ate it. It was really good. <laughs> it was really hungry. Number four. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Right. With a thick slice pepperoni. Ooh. I, like it. I don't care what the crust is. Thick sliced pepperoni. I nice. get some girth in your meat. I went off the map here, <laughs> and I put blueberry and vanilla glaze dessert pizza. From Pizza Hut? Yes. 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 Yeah, Thin crust. Oh, could eat that all day, every day. Look My number that. three pizza is very specific. Number three. Mushroom, ham, <laughs> banana peppers. That's my go-to when I can't think of what toppings to get. Those are the three toppings I always get. Mushroom, ham, and banana pepper. Yeah. I don't like mushrooms. Okay. But I do the I do the ham, banana peppers. It's probably the only vegetable I'd put on a pizza. Is, is a pepper a vegetable or a fruit? It's a vegetable. Okay. I thought you were the smart one, idiot. I am. When it comes to food, not vegetables. I don't eat vegetables <laughs> or fruit. Vegetables are foods. Gosh, I'm angry. Get me all fired up over here. So happy I did that. Uh, uh, nice, my number three, cheese slice, New York City. A New York City slice is literally like as big as my head, okay? I had one for the first time in March. It is freaking fantastic. Probably one of the best pieces of pizza I've ever had. Go to New York, have a cheese slice. They're fantastic. Tell me what to do. I like... What are we on? Three. Well, now we're on to number two. Number two. That's right. This is a hell of a segment we've had. <laughs> Margarita pizza. You know, a little, little oh, basil and Parmesan cheese. Or not, not, uh, mozzarella cheese. Tomato. I don't like vegetables or fruit on my pizza, so... You're just not refined. You just got to get your taste I'm, buds. No, I'm not there. refined. I'm, I'm fine with that. You know what I am? I'm a man. And I like meat on my pizza. BLT like, pizza. <laughs> also like heart attacks. It's also got tomato. So. Yeah, BLT pizza. <laughs> and lettuce. Lettuce. <laughs> pizza except for the lettuce, tomato, covered in mayonnaise. Uh, yeah, that's a fantastic pizza. The first BLT pizza I had with my buddy Anthony, who's actually doing some graphics for us. Uh, Green Lantern at 12 and John R. in Madison Heights. Fantastic. G's pizzerias throughout Michigan. They also make a great one as well. Number one, barbecue chicken pizza with bacon, red onion, and barbecue sauce. That's my number one. Cool. My number one? Ham, pepperoni, bacon. It's my go-to. I had to put my go-to number one. Um, I like heart attacks. I do. I do. It's okay. Whatever. So, all right. So, we're experimenting with some new things right now. So, this is why it seems like we're kind of rushing around. We got some hard outs now. We're sort of changing the platform yeah. of the uh, the podcast. Trying to make some money. So, after, uh, after this break here, we come back. With the second half of the show and getting some nitty gritty stuff and some fun things, talk about some more sports, what's going on in their life, beer, men's restrooms, blimps, and we're talking about feeling old. I was not ready to get cut out yet. Right, I don't. I'm just. Nope. <laughs> usually you cut it off in the end. I know that's what threw me for it, but I get this toothpick out of my sack. Yeah, that's cool. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. We're staying Facebook Live the entire time. Pay attention. Get ready. Let's have a good time.
<laughs> that was cool. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, again, trying to rock this whole thing out like professionals would. So, we all know what that music means. Beer the podcast time. We have last year's Griffin Claw Downtown Bourbon Brown from Griffin Claw Brewing Company in Birmingham, Michigan. So, first, I got to give a shout out to uh, my good friend Sarah Marks. Shout out. She uh, she bought this for me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You are fantastic. So, downtown Bourbon Brown, it is a 6.5% brown ale aged in bourbon barrels. It is a February release, so we are coming up shortly to the next release of this beer. So, this is almost a year old. Um, the beer itself is good. It's easy drinking. Uh, what I like about it, it's a bourbon barrel aged beer that doesn't make you fall off your bar stool. The espresso beans have started to fade a little bit in it, but... And the flavor itself, the beer is very good. I've used to not be a big fan of Griffin Law because all I really had experience with was their uh, Flying Buffalo series, which I'm not a huge fan of, and their El Rojo and their Norm's Raggedy Ass, but I've learned that their beer is not bad at all. Yeah, they make really good beer, man. Cheers to you guys over at Griffin Claw. You guys are doing great. I know they've invested quite a bit the last couple of years into sales and production and quality control and everything. So, mm-hmm. no, again, I love it the shows. beer, too. It's it's flavorful and quality, and like you said, it won't knock you on your ass. And that's, as beer drinkers, it's cool to drink those big beers, but at the same time, you want to be able to function because uh, you want to have more than one. You drink one beer and you can't do anything, then it's like, okay, cool. What am, well, why did I just do that? So, my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Every other Saturday, and that's what I'm asking myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So the NFL season wrapped up, regular season, I should say, wrapped up. Um, I just wanted to touch base because we went through the whole season, had guests come on. We skipped a couple weeks due to logistics reasons and then ended up not being able to find too many people here towards the end. But uh, it worked out. Uh, so prediction to final, our guests tore, tallied a record of 44-31. Congratulations, guests. We'll One of bring... you will be receiving a wonderful pi- prize package. Adam, tell them what they've won. We got to figure that out still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're most likely going to come on the show with us for an hour. Uh, Matt sucked it up at 41 I and 44. Sure did. <laughs> um, I took championship 58 and 27. Why? Because I'm the best. Uh, so next year, we are going to pick against the spread. Yes. And we're picking three games instead of five. Three games against the spread. Yeah. I like it. Um, so real quick. I want to touch on, have you seen any of the, the playoff games so far? Yes. They've been they've been good. Very good. Very good. I mean, they haven't been like, when I say good, they're not like shootouts <laughs> and they're scoring 100 points, but I mean, they've been competitive games, which is what I like to see. I mean, it's good to see that the professional football league has that figured out where they're still able to have games that are competitive in the playoffs. I feel really bad for... Uh, Khalil Mack, because he got more sacks than the entirety of his former team, and he uh, lost because of a missed field goal. Yeah, it was blocked. Still missed. Hmm. Okay. Also, that was the sixth upright that he had hit this season. <laughs> I saw that. Four of them against our illustrious Detroit Lions. 
Um, Woo, go Lions! But uh, we had a uh, a friend of the show many many weeks ago talk about his proposed playoffs and who he thinks would win the Super Bowl, and he believes Saints over Chargers. Thirteen weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought that. Now it's a possibility. Um, I don't even know what you're saying. No, <laughs> no he did. It, it's very cool, baby. If that does happen, then who knows? Maybe we could be famous with him. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Seeley, hopefully you're right, man. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Drew Brees is a stud. So, I did see something else today, too. What was that? Pat Mahomes, his uh, draft grade coming to the NFL was a C minus <laughs> by all the so called experts out there. See, this is what's wrong with sports and experts. You flabbergast all this money and BS into prediction radio and this and that and oh is he going to be a good prospect no one freaking knows anything it's sports anything can happen the ball can bounce either way tell you what life if we had money we'd be experts yeah that's 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 exactly it so if anybody out there is looking to uh, give two young gentlemen money We'll be your guys. We can be experts in anything you pay us to be experts in. Anything at all. Anything. Orange juice. I'd be an orange juice expert. No problem. There's money involved. I'm on it. Or milk. I like milk. Milk? Milk? No. I'm lactose tolerant. No milk. Oh. You said a segment on pizza. All your pizza. I take that. I take that one for the team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We announced uh, back in, I think it was... November, I believe-ish, was uh, when Camp Fire was going on in California. And Sierra Nevada started the Resilience IPA movement. Um, they started, their goal was if we could sign up 200 breweries, make a couple grand, we'd be happy. You know, we'd, we'd consider this a, a success. Uh, they are now over 1,500 breweries nationwide and are projected to raise over $15 million. So Sierra Nevada, we... Tried to get some of your beer. We didn't have time to go to the store and buy any. Here's to you, though, man. Keep it up to all the breweries helping, participating. Griffin Claw is actually, uh, it's on tap right now. Their tap room, Bells, Founders, everyone's got it going on. Cheers to you guys. Keep up the great work. Um, proud. Proud to be part of the industry. So, what I got to say is, all of you out there that are looking to help with this by buying this beer, your best plan of action is find your closest brewery to you that participated with this. And go visit them straight at the source, right at the tap room. It's tough for this beer to get in the market because, A, it's selling out so well at the brewery, and, B, they want to keep control over all the proceeds they make from it as much as possible. And that's why they're able to give so much back to Campfire Relief. Um, so kudos to everybody out there. And if you want to get on board with this, go find a brewery. There's 1,500 of them that are banking this beer, so do you're it. bound to live near one of them. Do it. Just do, do, it. It. Do, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Money. That show. So I was uh, at a wedding this last weekend, and in between the wedding and the reception, my wife and I stopped at the local watering hole, and Starsky and Hutch was on TV, but the volume wasn't on, and so I just started quoting the movie to her because <laughs> I knew what was happening. <laughs> it was great. You know, it's not from that movie though, right? Yeah, it is. No, it's um. The one where he's a stripper. Zoolander? 
Yeah. It's not a stripper. Or it's whatever. A model. a model. Same difference. But no, it's also in Starsky and Hutch. Oh, because okay. he's got the cocaine in the trunk. No. Oh. <laughs> he's dressed up. He's like, just, just open it. up. Do it. Do it. Do it. No, that's my thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where you want to go. Speaking of funny, speaking, speaking of funny. funny, we'll do that. <laughs> speaking of funny, good transition. Um, if those who have Woo-hoo. not seen uh, Adam Sandler 100% Fresh, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, Matt and I both watched it. I watched it a couple weeks ago, and I texted Matt said, you need to watch this so we can talk about it. So here so we are. I, I did what a good employee does, and I listened to his boss. Right. Exactly. So you know who's in charge. What were your thoughts? Whose name is first? I'm sorry, what? What were your thoughts? <laughs> I'm okay. You can't say Muse and Matt. That, that makes no <laughs> sense. Does, does not roll off the tongue no. at all. Um, I have one complaint. One single complaint about the thing. I don't. I don't think it was just my TV, but the the volume of the entire special was terrible. Some parts were really quiet. The crowd was really loud. It might have just been my TV. That must have been your TV. All right. Yeah. All right. Maybe I should rewatch it then because okay. I missed a few of the jokes. But overall. Loved it. Hilarious. Classic Sandman. The only thing I didn't like outside of that was it was too much like, oh, here's a song. Here's a joke. Here's a song. Here's a joke. I wanted like four jokes than a song. Mm. Like one joke. Then a More song. jokes than, yeah. I mean, the songs are funny, but once yeah. you hear the 34th song, <laughs> right. it's good old. He gave a tribute. To Chris Farley, which I thought was very moving. I almost cried. Yeah, yeah. They, those those dudes were, were best friends on SNL, man. It, it's, it was cool to see. And it, I thought and it was in funny. real life. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny. He also then sang a tribute to his wife um, for letting him say everything he does about her. Um, and then one of the parts of the song is saying "F you to Rotten Tomatoes" because his first stretch there, he was making very bad movies. And his wife kept supporting him, though. But <laughs> I'm really hoping this might be the leaf to turn over to go back to classic Sandman. Because you figure his classics, then you had the Grown Up series, were both great until yeah. like the last scene. Yeah. And then uh, the marriage uh, movie on Netflix with Adam Sandler. The marriage day movie, now. Yeah, it's um, the day before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one with. Uh um, yeah, the week of with Chris week Rock, of, yeah, Chris yeah. Rock, yep. yeah. Thank yep. you. So, in between, he's got some iffy <laughs> ones, but no. So, my favorite part of that entire sketch movie, whatever you want to call it, um, he's talking about his kids and you know, he loves his daughters and so on and so forth. He's like, I love them, but nine o'clock, I don't love them, they gotta go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard, I was like, I totally relate to that. I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. Seven o'clock, you better get your asses in bed. <laughs> it's daddy time. <laughs> like, daddy time. Had enough of you for the day. Love you. I need a break. No, that was uh, that was pretty touching. Seeing what he did with Chris Farley, but it was funny all in all. Um, I went to high school with a good buddy of mine. His name's Tom. He reminds me of Chris Farley. <laughs> really? So Tom, love you, buddy. If you're watching, you're a good dude. Probably not watching. Probably got better stuff to do. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Man, I'm still getting over this cold. Still don't have much of a voice. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good on Adam Sandler? I'm good on Adam Sandler. I mean, 
I'm sure I'll come back and you know a movie I like? Click. I was a fan of Click. That was yeah, that was nice. I like how we had to go to the Beyond section of Bed Bath and Beyond yeah. to find his remote control. Plays on it. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. the slow motion function. <laughs> and the mute function. <laughs> the slow motion with a chick's running by his car. <laughs> yes, that one specifically. <laughs> I am a man. After all. <laughs> I am a man. <laughs> I am a man, damn it. And speaking of being a man. Yeah, so <laughs> I shared a post um, the other day about New York City. Um, they have mandated every public restroom, every men's restroom, needs to have a changing table in it for the gentlemen of the world to change diapers of their children. I 100% agree. And we had a couple people comment saying oh every men's restroom has them no they don't they, they really don't um as a father i know you can relate to this now too yep um it's a real pain in the butt to go out to dinner and oh your kid needs to be changed well your wife has to do it or you do it on the table and i've, I've done that to prove a point um go out to the car whatever you got to do but the only way they make it convenient is it's my wife's responsibility to go change the kid which Grant, we'd probably split the responsibility or she would do it some days and I would do it other days, but there's no option for me to do it. In the world we live in of women's rights and equality and all this other garbage that's out there, not garbage, but good things that <laughs> are out there. <laughs> bad, bad word there. Here comes the Me Too movement. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it's just like, dude, I just want to change my kid's diaper in a bathroom. It's not that hard. It's not my wife's responsibility. It's my kid too. Let me do it. So all your restaurants out there, owners, store owners who don't have a changing table in a guy's restroom, go do it, please. It makes my life easier. It makes Matt's life easier. It makes our wives' life easier. And come on, that's all we really care about, right? Our wives' lives are ha- easier. They're happy. That means we're happy. Very simple. I, it, it just bugs me that it's 2019 and I still have to depend on my wife. If I want to go out to lunch or dinner with my son, I have to specifically choose certain restaurants that i know have the changing table in them i can't just go anywhere i go to a bar i get you don't go to hole in a bar wall bar with a kid but you go to a <laughs> bar restaurant or something um and you walk in you're like, cool i want to have a couple beers let me get a pizza i'm gonna split it with my son father son bonding i mean my kid loves it you know but i can only be there for an hour what if he blows out then i have to go out to the car and then oh is he dining and dashing and this and that and the other thing just put it changing table in the restroom that's all i want it's really simple it's really easy it doesn't cost a lot of money i can guarantee you you're making enough that you can spend a couple hundred bucks to go put it in there and secure it to the damn wall just do it stop being lazy i agree you feel better yeah good go clemson go clemson i'm not talking about that <laughs> uh, so yeah, cool off. <laughs> Adam's all fired up. For that, those of you that weren't able that to watch me. us on uh, on Facebook, there, Adam's face is red. He's got steam coming from his ears. Everyone, he threw something across the room. He almost hit his son. Everyone's all, oh, be a better father, this and that, BS. Yeah, I'd love to, but I can't change my kid. I want to go out to dinner. I'm going to change my kid on your serving platter that you're serving I see, us I see, We were at a restaurant, and it wasn't in the men's restaurant. I said, you know Screw it. Put him on the, ta- the table next to me, open it up. Everyone's looking at me. I'm like, what? What do you want me to do? I got to change my kid. Peed in some guy's soup. Probably did. It, oh. wouldn't, it wouldn't happen if you had to change the table, everybody. Exactly. It's simple. The simple <sighs> truths. 
All right. Adam likes to talk with his hands, too. I do. I do. Thought I was going to in the face a couple times. Dangerous, dangerous work environment. Yeah, I'm in a corner. I feel, I feel cornered in. I want to fight my way out over here. Hall of Fame. Dare you to fight me. Hall of Fame. Nope. Sit down good. And you, you, will. you will. I'm fine. <laughs> You're big. I'm small. Hall um, of Fame. Hall of Fame. So we will be in it one day. Hopefully. Podcast. Hall of Fame. Wall of Shame. <laughs> All right. So I'm a huge Pistons fan. I've been a Pistons fan my entire life. The going to work Pistons in 2004 made my childhood. Watching those guys over all those years was just freaking fantastic, and I loved every minute of it. But I feel old. And I feel old because Chauncey, Ben, and Richard Hamilton are all finalists for the NBA Hall of Fame this year. I feel old. <laughs> yeah. When I went to the Red Wings game over the weekend, or the weekend before, rather, um, there's a Hamilton and Wallace jersey hanging from the rafters. I'm like... Damn it! They already retired the number. I, I feel like I, it's it was just yesterday. Ridiculous. It's even like you go there and you see St- Stevie's jersey up there in Lidstrom. You're just like, oh, those were the good days. <laughs> we were good. I remember. So here's a fun fact about uh, Little Caesars Arena. So the playoff manners you see for the Red Wings. Yes. That. When you go watch the game, the playoff banners are hanging down are not the real ones. The real banners are actually hanging downstairs in a practice facility. There's a rink in the basement they practice in. That's where they hang the real banners. Because during the Pistons games, they raise up the Red Wings banners. Mm. And they don't want to just keep putting them up and down and give wear and tear to the actual banners. So, fun fact, in the practice Mm. facility in the basement, that's where the real banners are hanging. Interesting. I did not know that. Learn something new every That's day. That's our stat slash fact of the podcast. Yeah, no, we're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're making changes, man. We're getting better. We scratched a lot of things. <laughs> Probably scratch more of this halfway through the year and start over again. Who knows? So out of those out of those three players, uh, Rip, Ben Wallace, and Chauncey Billups, who do you think is the shooting? Uh Chauncey. Um, just his clutch and ability or however you want to call it. Um, he, he he played the best basketball for the longest amount of time, I believe. You got, you got to remember, Ben only played four, four to six years of really good, productive basketball, and a lot mm-hmm. of that was skewed because he was with the Pistons, and the Pistons just loved the going-to-work attitude. Um, if Ben makes it, which I'm hoping for, 50, I would... Like he he would he would be the first undrafted player to be in the Basketball Hall of Fame, voted in as a player. There's People have been voting as coaches that went, played undrafted and went in and all that fun jazz. But I think that'd be really cool. See him go in there. Hey, I'm going in as a as a player, undrafted, the first one ever. Um, his story's cool, but yeah. You know who else is going into the Hall of Fame? Big Bird. The College Football Hall of Fame has officially inducted its first non-player member or non-person member. Is it Bevo the Bull that almost killed the Georgia Bulldog last week? <laughs> it is not. It is the Goodyear Blimp. Even better. The Goodyear Blimp, the notorious Goodyear Blimp that once <laughs> shot down the Hindenburg. Yep. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Hey, kids, listen. Don't put that in your yeah, next history report. We're, we're inducting blimps into the Hall of Fame now. What is, what is going on? 
I, I don't know. I mean, there's some coaches I've seen out there that probably are. Andy Reid might make it in the Hall of Fame. And I'm not saying he's a skinny guy of any means, but I mean, he's definitely more blimp worthy than he is I don't know, streamlined airplane worthy. Because <laughs> he is a blimp. I was getting at it. I just yeah. want to say it, you jerk. No, I'll say it. I don't care. Come at me. Big Please meanie. make me famous. Come on, Andy Reid. Come fight Adam. <laughs> Battle Royale in his basement. I'll give you a, a Waffle House menu and you won't see what's coming after me, that. I'll give you a three hot dog head start. <laughs> He's made fun of a professional football coach. <laughs> I'm a professional asshole. I'm, exactly. <laughs> I'm, a po- paid for that. I'm a podcaster trying to get noticed. Yeah. Andy Reid, let's fight. Waffle <laughs> menus. Let's go. <laughs> so, Matt's super excited about this fight between me and Andy Reid right now. You know what gets him more excited? Baseball. Baseball gloves. All right. So, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> Man, they get this in your episode notes. Um, so, the last almost two decades of my life, I've been... A very, very large proponent of one branded glove, Nikona baseball gloves. They that, are, okay, let me okay, stop you right there. Okay, okay. When you find something you like as a man, you are very brand loyal. Yeah, I agree. I typically only buy tools under the Stanley Black and Decker umbrella because I like them. I know their quality. I know they work, and my dad works for them, so I get a discount. Continue. <laughs> So my dad does not work for Nikona baseball gloves, but Nikona gloves tend to be heavier, but they have thicker leather and they last a long time. I mean, I'm averaging uh, almost six to seven years between ball gloves right now because these gloves are just such high quality. Problem is high quality comes with a high price point and it's time for me to get a new ball glove. So I've been shopping and shopping and shopping. I finally decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up. I love my Nikona. I've had two of them. They've been great gloves. I mean, I still got the one. It's okay. It's just starting to rip a little bit in a place that I can't repair it. So I, I decided to go with a, a Wilson and, uh, and a Wilson A2000. I've never had a Wilson before. I mean, when I was younger, I had Rawlings Glove, and, and then I went to the Nikonas, and I've never had a Wilson before, and I've heard good things about it, but I'm so freaking nervous. I'm just ridiculously nervous. And all the Wilsons I see in the store, I like them, but I'm like, eh, it's not the same as Nikona. I'm used to Nikona. It weighs like six pounds in your hand. Like, it's made out of the entire steer's worth of leather is in that glove. I mean, they're they're heavy. And then you start sweating in it, because I sweat a lot, and it just gets even heavier. And so these, these Wilsons, I just, I don't know, and I am so nervous. So in the mail, in the next couple weeks, I'm supposed to get my Wilson, brand new Wilson ball glove. I'm going to break it in with the softball. And we're going to have a grand old time this summer, I hope. The first time I drop a line drive out of that ball glove, I'm going to be pissed. And I'm going to run the dugout and grab my old ratty piece of crap Nikona glove that's still holding together somehow. Probably throw that on and throw the Wilson away. I don't know. I am so nervous. Yeah, no, that would make you understand. I mean, so you see these professional baseball players, and they get these contracts to buy certain gloves, and they can do whatever they want with them. So last night I was screwing around on the Internet. I can make a custom <laughs> baseball glove from a plethora of different companies. And then the price tag comes like, oh, it's like $400. I'm like, I don't want to spend $400 in a ball glove, you know. I mean, it looks awesome, but I can't do that. I can't justify it. So I got it for like 260 bucks or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. So I hope this glove comes and I hope I like it. If not, I'm just going to be a wreck, an absolute mess of a person. I might, I might cry. I might cry. 
Okay. Oh, I'm nervous. I am nervous. <laughs> really, really nervous. Why didn't you order it through Amazon? It'd be here by now. Uh, because I got a good deal on it, and I also bought it on a website that I got a bat for a really good price, too. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's the same glove no matter where you get it from. But I'm scared, man. <laughs> I am very scared. I can't wait to check it on the story in the summertime. <laughs> once, once in my life, I have been more scared than this, and this is when I was going to the hospital when my daughter was born. This is the second most scared I've ever been in my life, I think. That's pathetic. You don't understand, man. Like, it's a everything. Baseball glove, but it's. But you, you know, try catching a ball without a glove, okay? <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> I get it though, because I'd be the same way when I buy golf clubs. Golf clubs. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I get it. It's your passion. It's just funny. It. I saw that post he put. I texted him and be like, "Dude, you are." Like losing your mind over this glove right now. Absolutely. And I said some not so friendly words for work, but it was good. <laughs> Usually you don't say friendly words to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you still hang out with me. You're keeping a PC on air, man. <laughs> try. Try. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> we'll check in on that in a couple weeks. As for now, you can reach us by email, metmusicgmail.com. Call or text 989-372-1391. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at madmuse and madmuse.com. We'll be back Monday. We're back on our normal schedule. Episode number 25 coming at you next week. I would eat a pizza with just pineapple on it. (laughs) See ya. That was the Matt Muse Show. Thank you for listening. You're dead to me now about your pineapple pizzas. (laughs)